0: Hey guys, so we're the Con Artists, and uh, as usual, at the end of every one of our rolling reviews, we're going to be talking about the show we decided to watch. Uh, this time around, we were watching Amanchu, a show that started out pretty promising, we were all, you know, I think generally uh, somewhat enthusiastic about, and... Well, as you'll see, our opinions kind of changed over time, but... Uh, Let's get the let's get the basic premise out of the way. Uh this uh high school I think seventeen year old sixteen, seventeen year old girl, uh Futaba has just moved out of the big city, moved to this coastal town, doesn't have any friends, she's really missing what she left behind, and is very introverted, so she's worried she's just not going to fit in and not going to really get to experience the kind of life that a high schooler is supposed to. And on her first day, she meets uh, Hikari, who is this energetic, outgoing, and really just very peppy young girl who is uh, all about diving. That's her passion. That's what she wants to do. And the two of them start to become friends, and Hikari starts to show Futaba you know, what diving is like and convinces her to join the diving club, and what proceeds from there is Futaba trying to sort of come out of her shell, become a stronger person, overcome her fears and anxiety and also, you know, make progress in her goal to be able to go diving with uh Hikari. Big goal is to get her open water diver's license so that they can all, she and the rest of the club that they eventually become part of, can all go out and dive together. So, that sounds like a fine, you know, little slice of life. It's a somewhat interesting pastime that a lot of people don't know a heck of a lot about, with a fairly straightforward setup, and you know a bit of personal drama because you got uh, Futaba trying to, you know, become a better person. And well, what did you guys think of how this started out? Where, where, did, where was it grabbing you? What did you think of the beginning?
1: I mean, so I got, I personally got grabbed. Sorry, Scott. I personally got grabbed because. Um, I've only seen one season of Aria, and I, I thought it was just phenomenal. And it has the same pedigree as Aria. Oh, That's yeah. why I kind of prompted us all to pick it. Uh, Kozue Amano is the one, uh, I believe it's his art that makes up the Isn't manga. A and then, it's a woman. Say it again?
0: Isn't that a, a her? Is it? Yes, I believe so.
1: Now I feel like a jerk. <laughs> My bad. Um. So... Kozue Amano's art is is just stunning. Like if you look at the art books of Aria, actually it's a shame. You should never look at the art books of Aria because then you don't like the anime anymore. <laughs> uh, you're like, dang, this looks so gorgeous. Like she is insanely talented. But Amanchu has the same beautiful artwork from the the manga shots that I've seen, and it was being directed. The show was being directed by Junichi Sato, who I think works in conjunction with Amano because he also did Aria. So anyway, I was I was excited for the pedigree and I know nothing about diving and there was such cool world building in season 1 of Arya that I was like, oh man, like build me the world of diving. I know I know very little. So I was excited to learn about diving and just kind of relax and especially after we chose freaking Concrete Revolutio for our last rolling review which was, you know, mind bendery. We wanted something, I think a little softer.
2: Yeah, definitely. A little smaller scale. Oh yeah.
3: But uh, and as things turned out, they kind of really didn't do a whole lot of diving. Oh, so like that that also is that also is what grabbed me. I was like, oh yeah, diving. Like I know very little bit about diving. The first couple of episodes were quite divery. They're like, hey, here's some stuff about diving. Here's the difference between wetsuits and dry suits. Like here's some stuff about breathing and and pressure and and the kind of things you actually need to worry about for real. It was like you could, you could basically see that someone had taken notes on what diving is. And was relaying those to the guys in charge of making the episodes that we could all learn about diving together. And I was like, "Cool, I want to learn about diving together." And the fact that there's some character drama tacked on—that's good too. Like, we're—it'll be fine. And then, like, there just kind of wasn't diving for episodes. I don't know, three through twelve, maybe. I
0: think it peaked at about four, which was when uh, she went for her first, uh, like, pool certification. And then,
1: all right, wait, 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 wait. we—we're supposed to be talking about like what drew us to the show. Yeah before oh, okay, the hater so, aid, before so, the hater aid.
3: all right all right so yes the, the diving part is what drew me to it and uh, the yeah, the art also did look nice there, there's some legitimately really gorgeous shots uh particularly in the first couple episodes and and throughout like they'll just occasionally kind of pause and be like let's make this scene look really really nice especially just the go underwater on the cover ones. of our of our uh, of our boxes yes
1: set. especially the underwater ones those were lovely some really, not, yeah, yeah, the
3: some ones, really ones, nice yeah water ones like lighting. the time when they drew with chalk on the chalkboard oh man they,
0: oh
1: like, so really pretty nice.
0: There's and the music is actually I mean, I don't know if it's what I would call like a standout, but the music was, you know, it matched the tone very nicely. It was very calming, very soothing. It did. I enjoyed it. I liked
1: the opener oh, yeah. a lot. It's very soothing it felt, to listen yeah. to. It,
0: it 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 put you in the right state of mind for what I think the show was trying to sell.
1: Right. Brendan, what attracted you to the show? I
0: mean,
2: again, uh, the the promise of learning something about a niche hobby that has a lot of technical aspects to it was was nice and but more than anything else I think I was uh, drawn to the character drama because I remember a lot about myself during high school uh, in fact tenth grade like moving all the way across the country from a giant city to a, a small coastal town and and taking a long time for me to meet friends and I was you know I saw a lot of myself in Futaba and was interested in seeing how her like friendship with Hikari was going to help her come out of her shell.
0: Agreed. I definitely uh
1: That's really yeah, neat. I
0: definitely while they didn't have the same personal experience, it was one of the things I was looking forward to. It's like here's a show, you know, it's got an inter- it's got an interesting not really gimmick, but an interesting premise, something to sell it. But it's also got you know a nice core focus on a very small number of people. Even at its biggest, the cast the cast of major named characters is like what five five yeah. Five. So you don't have to worry about remembering a whole ton of names or people or motivations. It's like you know it's like Futaba's trying to become a stronger person and you know make friends and uh, Hikari's trying to help her along and it seems for a little while like okay this is gonna be great this is this is what I'm here for something. Something relaxing, something calming, something a little heartfelt. It's, uh, it's gonna go well. And while Hikari definitely, when you initially meet her, comes off as pretty irritating, I think that...
3: Unrelentingly cheerful uh, in all circumstances. That is
0: the best way to... Put it. She is just... She is utterly unfazed by anything. I don't think I ever saw her upset. And, uh you know on the one hand it's like okay cool you, you need someone who is a bit more outgoing to try and you know sort of draw this other very introverted person out to you know engage them with the world and she actually explains that she's not she's she's not just naturally peppy like this she is she's actually doing it de- deliberately in a way to kind of control her own anxiety because it gives her i guess it kind of gives her a sense of control she feels like you know just the way that she Puts herself out there is how she's able to assert, you know, who she is, and that I guess kind of made me feel. Although
3: not ac- not according to Grandma.
0: Well, Grandma is <laughs> Grandma's wisdom sort of uh, falls you know, falls apart when pun closer inspection, but we'll get to that. The um, yeah, she got this old she's got this old grandmother who's as far as I can tell the only one taking care of her who runs this uh dive shop and is I guess where she picked up the hobby, but um. And she's the one well, who... Well, it's kind of
3: got that classic anime thing where, like, there are probably parents, but we never meet any adults that aren't, like, the Dive Club person or the grandmother. No, that's true. Like, theoretically, Futaba lives in a house. We <laughs> see her house a couple of times. Yeah. It is unknown if she lives with anyone else at all. So it's just true. sort of, like, that's abstracted away. It's not part of the the, the the thing here.
0: Fair enough. But yeah, like I said, Hikari is definitely, like, she nicknames everybody. She's... You know, she's always, you know, she's always chipper and smiling, and to a point, yeah, that gets really irritating, and some of us I think found it more irritating than others, but I personally you know, kinda of didn't mind it too much. I don't know. How bad was it for you guys?
1: I-, I think she was she was rough later on, um mostly just because there was such there was no break to how excited <laughs> she was about everything. It was it was too intense in a way. Like like being burned by the sun, <laughs> wink. The sun. Uh, the sun. But I'll let I'll let Scott describe why the sun is relevant. Anyway, um, so I guess before we talk more about the parts that we didn't like, because there was a lot that we did not like, unfortunately, about this show. But I, I I think it's important to acknowledge we wanted to like this show, and we came in excited to like this show. So, Brendan, did you get the character drama you wanted?
2: sometimes like it it's in there uh like if you if you put blinders up at various points over the episodes and you just watch certain scenes like yes like a lot of this a lot of what i wanted does play out and and it's good like when the show is good it's good
1: it is good
0: Mm. yes yeah there's definitely heartwarming moments there's times where you know futaba is is really struggling like when she first you know, kind of gets into the water to start practicing. She's, you know, she's afraid getting under the water and, like, trusting to this machine, this rebreather to keep you alive is something that I think people are naturally nervous about, and for good reason. Like, the water is just not a place human beings were meant to be. And she's terrified of that, and she has a natural habit of just giving up when the going gets tough, and it is Hikari that basically holds out her hand and says, I'm here with you, I will help you through this. And when the two of them are kind of working like, working like that, you know, Hikari providing support and Futaba, you know, slowly starting to become acclimatized, then, like you said, Brendan, it's really strong. It's got some really good moments.
1: Yes, and, and they are rather beautiful moments. I agree with that completely. Um, on the other side, uh, the, those of us that came in for the, for the diving, we were baited into the diving. Uh, and this is probably where things are gonna uh, tumble I feel downhill. Um, yeah, we, we we are a little betrayed. Uh, so episodes one through, I think five, right, genuinely deal with diving. Give, like, give or take. I feel
3: like, like it seriously cut off a lot sooner than that, and there was like it it petered out even quicker than that. But hmm.
1: no, I I think I think we got at least four or five episodes with with the diving, and then a bombshell was dropped that Futaba doesn't know how to swim, because. One of the goals of the show was that Futaba would get something called an open water diver license, which would allow her to dive uh, in, in open water, like in open ocean with a buddy. And so everyone has one. I think all the other club members have one, and she's trying to get one. And so you're like, okay, cool. We're going to learn about diving as Futaba tries to get her open water license. And then, bombshell, minute one, she's just like, I don't know how to swim. And we're all like, let me get this straight. You joined the diving club and you don't know. How to sweat common sense, child? good gracious, I think one of the shockers, like I don't want to get too much into it, was watching these characters. You're shocked, they made it to high school <laughs> because there's so many moments where they're just so stupid or they say the dumbest things and and it was so absurd. you're like, i this isn't even cute, it's just absurd, and it makes me angry it it really does i I don't understand you guys, but um so. I guess I'll just go first, because I have the least rage, I think, for Amanchu. I just felt so bitterly disappointed. And not even because I got baited into diving, but because the show was just so weakly executed. And maybe it was my own fault for coming in thinking I was sort of going to get Aria with diving, like set in the real world with diving. But the show... Yes, barely gave you anything on diving, but it also didn't handle, like, real-world situations with a whole lot of tact. Like, the one episode I got where the message in it was beautiful. Futaba learns to look at the world a different way. She's thinking about her old friends from, I guess, Tokyo or wherever she, the big city that she came from. That's
2: a great episode.
1: It's a phenomenal episode, and she's, like, at the end of it all, like, she, she's like, Oh my gosh, like, all I had to do was think of this situation totally different. And I would have, like, I can see the happiness that comes out of it, talking to my friends from far away when I hang up with them. It doesn't have to be the goodbye forever. It doesn't have to be a sad goodbye. It can be a goodbye, I'll talk to you later, like a a happy, excited, I'm here, you're there, let's share the world kind of, kind of moment. But it was encased, and Brendan may not agree with me, it was encased in something really kind of dumb. Like, Futaba realizes that her phone has run out of memory because she takes pictures of absolutely everything she does. That's her thing, and that's what makes her happy. And she puts them as her backgrounds, and they randomly rotate. And she, she tries to take a picture, and it, it runs out of memory. And she's like, she goes into this depression spiral. And I was like, right, Child, like she shuts down do you like know someone how cut the universe her strings. Works? Yeah, she just shuts down. And I was like, this is really stupid. You could have encased this in something way easier or had her react to that situation much better. You just kind of pitted her as, like, incapable of functioning with society. Anyway, I'm I'm gonna go on too far, but a lot of moments were good, they were just not handled with the level of tact I was expecting. It was so amateur, and I just came out so disappointed.
0: I think part of what... I would have almost been easier on that, if it were clear, because... When people, when people are legitimately depressed, when you actually have depression, I'm, I can't speak from personal experience, but it can really screw with your perceptions of things. Things that would, to us, be, you know, like, well, why didn't you just think of this, don't occur to people who are depressed, or, you know, they just, they can't process it the same way. So, I would kind of be okay with that, but... Butaba doesn't come across as someone who's depressed. She comes across as someone, like you said, who can barely function in society. She is so introverted and so quiet and so mousy that it's just, it becomes unbelievable.
1: Right, it's like unbelievable. If it, if it weren't it's for the
3: fact that Hikari was always there to be sort of endlessly supportive and cheerful, like, I don't know what would happen in the show's context if someone told her no, <laughs> or said she was doing something wrong. Like, I think she would just shatter instantly. Like I, I can't picture her taking negative criticism of anything, just because she can't handle most everyday life. So it's like, how right? Do you like, even thank make goodness you live in, in, in a school? mono
1: world where everything is beautiful, because mm. <laughs> you'd be in big trouble. And there's no genuine hardship. Right? Like, yeah, oh, good gracious. But anyway, yeah, that. So that, those was, was, mine. Um, I guess what, what else kind of took the show downhill for, for you guys?
0: You know what? I'm gonna,
3: I'm gonna have a little segment now. I'm gonna call Butt Cat Corner. Oh
0: God, no! And I've been trying to forget. There's a, there's <gasps> th- I've been trying to forget that thing.
3: Just a little aside about the butt cat. So like, there's there's a cat in this show named Cha, I think, or they name that's it. That's
2: what that's what Hikari calls it. Because that's yeah. the well, sound it makes. everyone ends up calling it Cha for some reason. Oh, that's right.
1: Right. The yeah. And that's that's the onomatopoeia it makes. Right. <laughs> right.
3: It doesn't it doesn't say meow. It just says Cha a lot, and it's. It's like this weird-looking cat that has a face that kind of looks like a butt. Like, its mouth opens weird. Like, there are
2: it... cats that look kind of like this in the real world, if you look up, like, flat-faced cats.
3: Huh. Well, in any event, it wasn't kind a very of. pleasant-looking cat, I guess. And it just... and I was always on screen and doing stuff. It just kind of was there. Like, I don't know what its purpose was. Uh, because, like, so Sue had told me about Arya, and I hadn't seen Arya, and then we were watching this show. I'm like, this show isn't very good. So I actually went and watched Arya sort of in parallel, and, like, Sue's right. Arya's great. And there's also a cat character in there, and he's kind of, like, anthropomorphized. Like, he can—he, like, pretends to talk, and he dresses up in little clothes and, like, does little people (laughs) things. And he's completely tolerable. And it's like they wanted to sort of recapture that in in this setting, except it's a real-world setting, so they kind of made him just this weird, awful cat thing. And then they put him in diapers for a whole episode and just had him roll around in a car. I don't know what the purpose of this creature is.
0: It just does kind of exist. It fills time and space. And in a show this right, like slowly paced, it's like, you right, don't exactly. need this. You don't need this to pad your story out.
3: Well, that's the problem. Maybe they did. Like they, They're like, oh, well, I mean, we're not going to do any more diving. And we're not going to show her learning how to swim. That's another thing. Like... We don't even have her learn how to swim. Like all of her progression sort of happens off camera until basically we're back to diving again. So it's all character drama all the time. And I think we've already kind of said how how we get set up and how sometimes it gets tiresome, but it just goes on for too long. They can't fill a whole episode with it. If if the show
2: was shorter, like they might not have had to like resort to some of this like some of these entire Like a six episode
0: OVA could have contained the entire plot of this story. And right, all of the emotional have
3: right. know how to swim, or like maybe have it dealt with in an episode or something, or like you know what, have her learn how to swim off camera between episodes. I don't even care. It's swimming, like it's or not maybe important. I don't
1: know. Be about diving,
3: <laughs> right? Just good. Get back to the diving. Uh, but I mean, that's, that's probably enough about the cat, who's like a weird aside. And I don't like him. Uh,
1: okay, we're not going to end this podcast without talking about the twins. Who's going to talk about the twins? Brendan,
0: I think you're um, the one most qualified. Dear God.
1: <laughs> yes, I, Brendan.
2: Uh... <laughs> it... <laughs> so in episode 5 we get formally introduced to the other two members of the diving club in the school and they had they had previously appeared on camera when they were doing diving at the diving shop that's run by hikari's grandma and it's uh they're i think they're they're um what's the word fraternal twins uh with a uh, you know a, a sister who's a couple of minutes older than her brother and it, like the level of abuse that she deals to this kid is ridiculous, and it doesn't belong in this
0: show. It's supposed to be comedic, isn't it? Uh,
3: oh, well, of that's course. That's the They're worst obviously,
2: part. They play They're obviously me. playing it for laughs, but like the 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 show is otherwise completely realistic. Like, it it doesn't fit. Like she she just drops uh, drop kicks this guy. Like half, half of their the the time that they see each other and they're on screen, uh, like he's and he feels the pain. Like this isn't some cartoon violence. He's like, sis, don't. And I'm like, she's. There's something wrong with her, and 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 nobody can see it but him.
3: Well, no, no, that's not true. Like she kicks in the middle of the hallway, and literally everyone in the hall is staring at her like she is some kind of you know violent social reject, which she is. So like it it it's weird like everyone else doesn't really approve of it like I guess normal people no one in the club blinks an eye so no real characters care
0: right but and nothing regular
3: people seem to care which makes it all the weirder
0: nothing is done nothing is done about it she has absolutely no comeuppance. she's just a hateful person and and the brother is That's... like he's I mean he has no character he has no personality other than being you know kind of the straight guy the straight man and his own but he becomes incredibly sympathetic because he's just being abused for no reason whatsoever he two two moments really stand out for me in this one his immediate reaction upon upon seeing his sister is to flinch in terror and you know, like
3: just walking down the hallway at school he's like oh god it's my sister who's behind me." i sense danger maybe i, maybe I can't run. even
2: he can't even see her yet he's just or i don't remember if he saw her or not but he's like, I, I can feel it coming. Yeah.
0: And then later on, there's a point where uh, the sister, I, gets flustered on the bus. And the brother isn't anywhere nearby. He's back at home or something. After she kicked him up because for his refusing to come with her. Right.
3: Him. Oh, naturally.
0: And, like, she gets flustered. And she starts kicking the air. And there's a little, like, ghost image of him. Where she, like... <laughs> laughing. Laughing. Like, as like, she's exactly kicking where his head is, it would be. That's your primary, that, that is your, that's your fight or flight response, is to physically it's, abuse your sibling? Like I'm an older, no, I'm she, an older she's, sibling, she's and I'll admit worst. I wasn't always the best, I wasn't always the best brother to my sister, but this is ridiculous. This is systematic violence. Yeah,
1: it's, well, it's completely messed up. It's like they're up. only
3: traits, like they don't have other personalities. Right, they're,
1: they're barely characters. I think I actually wrote, because I got the first episode with her where the Ninomiya twins get introduced, and I was like, you know, Japan, is there a purpose to them if being this here? role was reversed, oh. you guys would be sued at this point, because this is, like, domestic violence. Like, this is messed up. Mm. If the brother was, like, beating on his sister the way I beats on Makoto, it's just, it's not funny. Like, why would you think this is funny? And exactly like Brendan says, it's not played like a Looney Tunes moment. Like, he's sitting there, and he's hurting, and she, like... The, the sound effect they put is is that hard, like, something hitting a punching bag. Like, she's literally kicking this kid mm-hmm. in a violent way.
3: Right, now there's and an there's episode no in which it. each of the twins, like, you get to sort of experience their inner monologue as they go about their days or whatever. And his is mostly terror as,
0: of, as, as, in terror of his uh, sister, isn't it?
3: Well, actually, in his own mind, he actually doesn't notice her that much for some reason, mm-hmm. like, except when she's on screen. But, like... There's a point where in, in her brain, and it, she has a phrase that's something like, it's the right of every sister to abuse their brother or something. Like, that's her outlook on life. And I think the weird thing is that the show sort of says, yeah, like, she's she's correct. Like,
1: Well, yeah, not, at several she's never points censured the teacher by, by just anything. goes, ah, youth, when she watches, them, watches her hitting him. And I'm like, sensei, I liked you for a little while. Now I don't like you so much.
3: Right. And actually, the show has a weird habit of doing that. Like, like having someone say something is is the way it is, and like it's almost like they're speaking for the director, like this is the way things are. Like, Hikari's grandmother. Oh, boy. Who, like, she has this sort of, like, wistful smoking a cigarette looking out towards the sea and, like, saying wiz- like wise phrases kind of thing going on. Like, that's her deal. And so at one point, Futaba's like, oh, no, I don't feel like I'm good enough, and I'll never, I never feel like I'm giving anything back to Hikari, who is endlessly supportive of me. And I'm like, yeah, that's 100% accurate. Like, that is your relationship. And I was sort of waiting the whole show for a scenario in which Futaba needed to help Hikari with something, which never happened. Uh, like, something social, I guess I should say. And the grandmother's there listening to this, and she's like, you know, don't worry about it. Like, Hikari is just so wonderful and outgoing all of the time to everyone that she's she's basically like the sun, and her cheerfulness hits all openly unless they choose to step into shadow and be hidden from her goodness so
0: she's jesus So like
3: don't worry about it she 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 thinks like a sun god that radiates like pure goodness and don't worry about reciprocating like that's just the way she is you don't have to worry about it And it's like this is the worst advice what are you gonna do when you guys move away from each other
0: or hell if you have to be separated like hikari's
3: right like hikari's perfect like that's Apparently, like we're the show is saying yes. Like Hikari and her ridiculous outgoing nature is what we should aspire to be. Like she has she has a few self-doubts in the last episode a little bit, but
0: are we, they weren't
3: evident before Are
0: that. we also supposed to supposed to adopt her signature catchphrase? No. <laughs> Whoop yo! No. Ugh. She just she constantly is making this whooping sound over and over and over. It's just Or blowing
1: a whistle. Blowing, which I the was whistle to kind drive of went away. Madness, Dan. it's just like Yeah, it did. But she's part, it's but... such
0: a forced affectation. It's like, have you ever been around a socially awkward person? This isn't what they yeah, do.
1: Like guys, this is weird. Oh, speaking of whoop ya <gasps> Muppet you, The mode? second
3: you said "whoop," I was like, "Oh no, the Muppets!" It's I'd
0: forgotten about the Muppet faces. How could you forget about the Muppet face?
1: A freaking Muppet mode. It takes right, up like thirty percent of the show. To.
0: No, forty percent. So,
1: I actually in in oh. Aria they use Muppet mode. Do they? There, and I think like, Muppet mode is three percent of the time. It's it's really <laughs> cute when it's they sparse. use it because it's for sparse. a very specific purpose, and it's like the character gets really mad. My one of my favorites is one of the really serious characters will like go into chibi mode and be like what did you say and like this tiny chibi face and i was like all right that's funny in muppet mode i agree they use it they use muppet it appropriately mode. in aria what happened
3: i said i will agree they use it appropriately and sparingly in aria hmm.
1: yeah definitely so in uh in this show it's everywhere at the most inappropriate times like it's just constantly or just all the time. on like, hikari's like it'll face be, like yeah like, I think for episodes, like, one and two, I think you see her drawn for realsies, like, 2% of the time. <laughs> you're like, what does Hikari even look like? And then it'll phase out, and you're like, well, oh, that's her real face? Oh, thank goodness. So, Right, she has Muppet these, like, large,
3: or perfectly round eyes with, like, constantly gets radiating used. eyelashes.
1: Yeah, it's just, it just didn't make any sense, and it, it took you out of character, it took you out of narrative, and you were just like, what is this? Why are we doing this during, what's the well, clearly clearly time supposed- anime when you
3: see them do this this effect, it's usually like hey, we're stepping out of the main plot or drama to have a little side moment. Right, it's like an characters. aside in a play. So when you're watching these things, you're usually like, oh, this isn't, like, this isn't vital, but I can pay attention to what's happening a little bit for comedy. And then you're, like, you're watching this show, and it's like, well, wait, it's been like 10 minutes. When are, we, when are we getting back to something that matters?
1: Yeah, you never quite understood where they were going with that. So Muppet Mode happens constantly. It's just, it's not good. It's but, not and, used right.
2: Well, the worst part is, like, it's always the same expression every character has one muppet expression that they will you know shift into whenever they decide to go into muppet mode and it's not always the right expression to be in at that oh, time
0: absolutely. You, oh no, you're absolutely no i forgot right. i forgot that they never change jeez
3: Well, each character has their own like the teacher has a triangle mouth or whatever in the well sort I of but
2: hey, uh Futaba definitely has the, has the like inverted triangle she has inverted triangle I and agree. and big um like yeah, uh, scribble black eye, scribbly, hole the eyes. eyes. Yeah, like... like she's like she's shocked and and uh and doesn't know what to do in 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 whatever the situation is. Yeah, like is that, like she's panicking yeah. a little bit socially. longst but like... like whereas Hikari's there's like she's her eyes are losing focus because she's thinking really hard about something and you know she's really She doesn't have the brain power
0: she's... to manage more than that.
3: Well, yeah, or Well, just like you know she's she's so outgoing. she doesn't really thinks about what she does because she just sort of is and that's I think what this facial expression is supposed to be implying
2: and like the Ninomiya girl
3: has gets this like
2: cat face whenever she's about to like kick her brother or something oh, they
0: don't they don't even count them they barely matter at this point but it
3: right but it, yes lo- they just they use it a lot they use it so much that it often doesn't make sense in context for the emotion that's supposed to be displayed and uh, I, like- I had a good call- out in this I think in one of them where it's like she had this like Futaba had this sort of like shocked slash like embarrassed like oh look what I've said I'm blushing and then it switched back to her like scribbly eye thing I'm like no wait that's not that's not what she's like you're not getting the emotion across anymore it's totally different now
2: they do another back and forth in uh, like one of the short episodes where they're doing uh, red light green light she's got this like really determined look on her face She's like not moving, waiting for the green light to come up, and the, the, like it it shifts uh, the camera either closer or further away, and you, you go into the muppet face and, like it's not the same face,
3: right? Like this isn't the face of a determined person. Is. This is the face of a panicked person. Long story right. Short. It's like why would you why would you do that?
0: Long story short, the art style of this thing changes for reasons left to some kind of fevered mind that we can't quite grasp it what should be right.
3: or it's you know what it's they look really easy to draw Oh yeah because
0: like, <laughs> like
3: when they draw the really like you know hikari with eyes like real human eyes and they decide to make it a nice scene it looks good I'm like i'm like oh yeah i kind of like hikari and then like you know the next 10 minutes are her in muppet mode. I'm like a and i'm like a i don't remember what she looked like and b that looks way easier to draw like just a circle with some radiating lines you know done
0: that's true all right we're, we're running true. up against time but there's one last thing i want to address before we uh before we sign off on this and that's the last episode the last episode, oh,
3: no.
0: we it fell into my lap. We expected it to be Sue's because it turns out there was a bonus episode, <gasps> By but there's moment. it's going to be Blu-ray uh, only or something Still like pending. that. Yeah. But the real thing is, is that we got to the final episode and it was everything that I wanted. It was it was exactly what I wanted out of this story. It was Futaba is finally taking her uh, her test. Her friends are there, but almost exclusively in a support role. They don't they don't like. They don't like yell at her, or like, you know, there's not a lot of, uh, there's not a lot of like audible encouragement. It's just their presence. They're there. You know that they've been, you know, looking forward to this. And she takes the test herself. She, she overcomes her fear of just, she can't see the bottom. The, the water is dark. She, she is really, you know, reaching into herself to find the strength to do this. And she makes it, she makes it through. And then she has like this heartfelt conversation with, uh, Hikari where, it makes it very clear that they think of each other as more than just good friends. And that's been sort of a subtext this entire time, but it hasn't been—it t- hasn't really been touched on at all. You don't get a lot of a uh, glimpse into that, other than really in the opening. And that, you know, that does a disservice to the relationship. So, you get all of that. You get the emotional core. You get the actual diving. You get, like, the technical aspect of it. You get the, the sense of someone actually accomplishing something. And then it's over. It's... It's Too Little Too Late, and that, I think, should be the real subtitle of this show.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's definitely too, too, little, too Little Too Late, late. And, <laughs> and the the, heart, the heartbreaker part is that so much of what comes before it never really matters. Oh, God, no. It was, like, it, you know, Futaba does all these things to change, and I, remember, I mean, Scott summarized it best. He was like, does Futaba just wake up every morning and come up with a new way to be miserable? Like, is that just her thing? Every time they showed her backstory, she's miserable as a child— she's, like, incapable of functioning in society now. Like, I feel like she can't pick the flavor of ice cream she wants. She just crumples to the ground in the aisle. And it's like, <laughs> Right, oh she, she'd gosh. have a terrible
3: memory of all of her friends Why? choosing their ice cream cones. And then, like, she couldn't pick a color and ended up with nothing. Like, that'd be the sad, depressing story. Right.
1: That'd be the story of Futaba uh. and the ice cream. Like, you could write this stuff. But anyway, the point is, nothing, nothing comes to fruition. And then at the very end, the episode that should be... You know, the culmination of everything that came before it, it ends up doing that, but everything before it didn't matter and didn't lead up to this moment. And all you say to yourself is, oh, good, finally you got it right. And that was hard because, like Dan said, it's a it's a beautiful episode. Mm. It is. It's everything you would have wanted out of the show when you came in in the beginning. Right. And, and
3: actually, there was a part oh. we you could tell that they knew they'd kind of messed up. Like, she was underwater taking her final test. And she has to do this – I forget what the exercise was, but there was something
0: with, oh, like, the re- – buoyancy.
1: She has to yeah. float. There's a buoyancy, buoyancy that's
3: right. She has to she has to achieve neutral buoyancy and just kind of float there. And the show was like, oh, wait. Uh, we, we didn't explain the concept of neutral buoyancy. Like, we explained all the other concepts that she's using in the first couple of episodes. But we have been away from diving for so long that we kind of didn't explain this one. So, like, they have a little mini thing where they explain what neutral buoyancy is to the audience. And it's like, see? You knew you screwed up. Like, you – you knew there should have been more diving instruction before we got to the final test so that we felt like we grew with the characters. And instead you had to explain it while she was doing it. like
0: ugh. Poorly paced, too little too late, and just, when it's on, like you said, Brendan, when it's on, it's on, and it's really good, but it's off so much of the time. I can't in good conscience recommend this show. I wish I could, really and that's the most disappointing thing. The show the show has the has the bones of something great but then it got brittle bone disease and now we're just left with nothing
3: all right it's now true. it's coming to dust go watch arya like we'll probably talk about arya some other point cuz it's good
1: right but i i am with dan i do not recommend the show I just mm. just pass it there's so many better slice of life shows pass it
0: all right mm. well i think that about covers it for us and uh yeah sorry we didn't pick a winner this time but uh Hopefully this season we'll do a little bit better and uh hope you guys Hey,
3: sometimes you got to be a cautionary tale.
0: <laughs> As you said, sometimes you got to be a cautionary tale. All right folks, it has been uh it's been fun talking about this even if we weren't that thrilled with the show, so we hope you follow along with the next season and uh we'll see you again soon. Take care.
1: Bye now.